Welcome to the YMCA Love Notes podcast. Love Notes engages teens in conversations about areas of life that impact relationships such as personality styles, expectations, communication, consent, and dating violence. For more information about Love Notes, please visit ymcalouisville.org. Conversations, stories, and interviews recorded for this podcast are the express opinions of youth participating in the Love Notes program. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions or ideas of the mission of the YMCA of Greater Louisville. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's wonderful to be back here on the mic. Uh, I am Jeremy. And uh, I am currently 25 years old. Uh, I'm out of school. I graduated from U of L, but I'm looking to go back to actually study a little bit more about the stuff we're going to be talking about here today. And I'm joined here by a guest. Uh, hello, I'm Devin. I'm 15 years old. I just got out of my 10th year uh, at Iroquois High School, but uh, next year I'll be going to Wagner for my junior year. All right, all right. We got a decade of difference. We have different experiences. Ultimately, this is a meeting of the minds. This is congenial. This is positive. And this is uplifting. Why? Well, because we're going to be talking about love. Not just love, though. Not just in a, in a basic sense. We're going deep, and we're talking about the philosophy of love. So just like the classical philosophers of old, and just like the active philosophers of today, we're going to take this beat by bit and just present the general question, what is love, so that we can understand all the different aspects of this concept. So I'm going to toss it over to my man Devin uh, with that question, what is love, and we're going to get some preliminary thoughts. Uh, all right, so when I think of love, I, I generally just think of, uh, it, it's not strictly one thing or the other. Um, there are a couple different ways you can think about love, and I feel like one of the big uh, differenti differentiators between uh, our, our kinds of love are basically the, simply the relationship that you have with this person. So, uh, you know, you can, uh, for, for example, uh, you can love someone romantically, of course, but you can also love your family, you can, uh, you can love your friends. Um, and so, when I think of love, I generally just think of a very strong attachment to a person and basically just you really caring about them. Um, I feel like love is caring beyond caring, if that makes sense. Okay, I love that. I love that. Uh, I feel like I'm going to be saying love a lot in this podcast, so just prepare yourself. Uh, caring beyond caring. Can we explore that some more? Because that's, that's a powerful way to, um, to describe it. It's very evocative. So, so tell me some about... like. What's in your mind? What does that make you think of? Uh, well, when I say caring beyond caring, I generally mean that, uh, you know, it's when you care about someone, it's just that you, you might, you, you really, it, it concerns you what happens to them and how mm. they're doing and what they're doing in their life. And when you love someone, it, it doesn't just matter. It's, it's a huge part of you. You know, that's, that's part of you when you love someone, right? Yeah. So, uh, Caring beyond caring is just that you have such a strong connection with someone and you just feel the need to make sure that they're okay and they are doing good. Um, mm -hmm. 
Okay, okay. I like that. I, th- I think this is giving us some fertile ground to try to explore. Within that, I noticed you said, you know, you're not just caring about the other person. To some extent, you're also caring about part of yourself. So that kind of, you know, it, it takes us to some of the, the classical perceptions and perspectives around love. Like we go back to, to um, Socrates talking at the symposium and uh, this notion that you have like a soulmate that uh, before it was, it was pretty um, heteronormative, but I think we can expand it. Um, one person, you know, has this kind of soul uh, that is naturally fitted to another person's, and when they meet, they become whole again. Um, it's based off of the idea that, uh, you know, back in the past, you know, kind of a myth, there used to be these weird, you know, conglomerate, you know, beings that had like four legs and four arms and two heads and all this stuff. It was basically two people smushed together, but then the gods separated them. Now we have us, and we got to actually actively find our soulmate. So whenever you do that, you're finding someone who literally has a part of yourself, a part that was missing. I think today we've moved beyond that notion to some extent, but I'm wondering if you can kind of build off of that, maybe critique or accept, or what are your thoughts? What, what does that, that classical idea make you think of? Well, uh, even if we're not taking it literally, I do feel like love is, uh, y- you do kind of need that to, to be living a, a happy and healthy life. And I feel like it makes perfect sense to say that uh, without love, we're not whole. Um, and, I, and I feel like uh, to an extent, you could say that without love, love is one of the things that makes us human. Mm-hmm. And okay. uh, I do feel like we, we need that. And uh, it, love does make us whole. It's, you might not need to meet uh, one exact person. You might not need to, to love one person in particular. However, love is very important to just the human existence and being us as we are. Yeah. Those are powerful words, and I hope that that's really resonating with the audience. Because uh, I think sometimes we do get hung up on that idea that we have to find the one. And we have this long list of things that they have to, to meet in order to actually prove that they are the one. It's good to have expectations, but sometimes we will drive ourselves mad just looking for that one pers- perfect person. But uh, I love what you said. You know, at the end of the day, we need love. And I think we can break that down. You know, we need, you know, if you go to like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we need that feeling of belongingness. Like other people appreciate us. Other people care about us. They genuinely love us. And then I think we also need to be able to extend love to others. You know, um, it's not enough to just be loved, but I think there's something about the human condition to where we, we do want to be able to have uh, others that we can, can put ourselves into, that we can uh, put our energy, our emotions into. It's like um, when, when people say human beings need projects. I think the project of, of loving others fully and openly is a huge part of the human, uh, the human, you know, basic need set. Yeah. Um, so if we move kind of beyond that, that one perspective, we can get a little more complex with like, um, 
there's another uh, philosopher named uh, Martin Buber, and he uh, has a famous text called, um, I believe, I and Thou, uh, and he's just basically talking about like interpersonal relationships, uh, but he adds a real spiritual dimension to it, and in some of his writings and in commentaries on his writings, there's some real beautiful stuff about love. Ultimately, they're trying to say, um, you know, it's not enough to love someone else as an object, you know, to have an object of your affection. They have to be fully realized as a person to be their own subject. And then we're able to uh, love them and all of their possibilities, not just our idea of them. I'm curious, well, what do you think about that? And what are some ways that we can actually treat other people as a subject and not an object when we love them? Well, uh, you know, this is a very complex topic. So I, I'm not going to say that I can really completely understand all of this. But that question that you just asked, uh, how can we treat people more like subjects and not objects? Uh, I, I feel like it's very important to let people live their own lives and make sure that while they know they're loved, make sure that th they also have the, uh, the, the ability to uh, love back and also just kind of be their own person, uh, mm -hmm. if you get what I mean. Yeah, no, I, I see what you mean. Um, I think that that's a huge thing, you know, being able to love back and just to, to mix the two things you said, to love back in their own way, um, you know, respecting their autonomy in a way, respecting the fact that they are an individual and that they have their own way of operating. Um, okay, so now we've we've looked at love from a, a handful of different angles at this point. Um, what would you say are some misconceptions that we have about love? Sometimes it's helpful to, when we're understanding a concept, to see what it's not in order to get closer to what it is. Uh, well, I mean, if I think about things that are uh, incorrect when we generally think of the concept of love, it's not perfect. It's very messy, and it's, it's not going to be ideal no matter what. Um, if you love someone, then you will have disagreements with them, and it's never going to be just rainbows and butterflies all the way through. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say that it's a healthy relationship if you're constantly arguing, but love, it, it doesn't provide infinite bliss, if that makes sense. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Can you say more? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so it's just that uh, as humans, we're not always going to agree with each other no matter how much we love each other, right? And I feel like uh, it's just... I, when a lot of people think about love, they just think about uh, all these good feelings, right? And they just think it's it's just always perfect. But love, it, it can even, you know, maybe create some arguments between us. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a very volatile thing. It's, it's very <laughs> sharp. There's a lot of energy there. It's, you could even argue that sometimes it's a little unstable. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's up to us to make sure that that runs smoothly and that we are kind of in control of the course of our love and relationships. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that idea. 
You know, it's like um, over romanticizing a concept of love, which it feels weird to even say that statement. Um, but it doesn't get us any closer to what love really is. Now, if we're being honest with ourselves and with other people, when we love deeply, it seems like that can prime us for at least you know, the potential of pain, uh, as well as, as you know, great pleasure. You know, uh, it feels wonderful to love someone, but when you love someone deeply, or when you love anything deeply, you can get hurt. I mean, we all you have to do is look at the fact that sometimes when people get hurt, they shut themselves off from love because they don't want to feel that experience again. You know, I think part of it is love can make us vulnerable because we start to share ourselves with others. Um, I'm wondering, when it comes to having these, these vulnerabilities, I will, why do you think love makes us want to, to share more of ourselves? Well, why do you think love produces this desire to bear ourselves in front of like, the person we love so that they can see all of us? Well, what's going on there? Well, I, I feel like uh, if you love someone, then that's not just you. That goes both ways, of course. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a reason this is there, and that's because uh, if, if you love someone and you care about them, uh, y- you should always have their best interests at heart. And I feel like uh, if, if you're able to really share everything with this person that you love, then that might give them the ability to maybe uh, learn a little more about you or be able to help you better and maybe just be there for you a little easier. Um, and that's not it. It's also that, um, you know, it's just, uh, as humans, uh, we, we, we take vulnerability as a sign of, um, how do I put this? Uh, as, as just a sign of maybe friendliness. I feel like in its simplest sense. Um, but it's, it's just that, uh, when, when we love someone, we do just feel the need to make sure that they know we're there for them. Mm. And I feel like just kind of putting yourself out there can really add to that, you know? Yeah. I think that's a good insight. I think that there's a lot of truth to that. Um, there's something that's been in the back of my mind. Because you know, if we're talking about what love is, and we're trying to be real deep about it, um, I think there's something we got to contend with. We got to contend with the more scientific and perhaps you might say, you know, skeptical view on love. That is, uh, if we look at uh, love through the lens of like, um, what, what, what might you say? Almost like a scientism, not just scientifically, but scientism. Um, you might say, well, it's just chemicals it's a human natural biological process that is put in place through our evolutionary you know development to make it so that it's more likely for pair bonding to occur so that there's greater social cohesion and more specifically so that children are going to have more support baby infants can have more support during those you know uh important developmental periods um and you can tell a whole you know, scientific story there. Obviously, I think that that has credence, but would you say, does the story end there, or is there more to the story? What are your thoughts there? 
Oh, uh, most definitely not. It most definitely does not in there because, yes, technically speaking, it is just chemicals. But if you think about it, I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get into some really deep stuff here. Um, oh, let's go for it. Let's go. The whole universe is essentially a giant chain reaction that started the instant the Big Bang happened. As long well, since we're looking at things through a scientific lens, um, so uh, it, it's just that while it may not be quote unquote real. Mm. It is real. Okay, yeah. Uh, and it's real to us, you know? Mm. And um, I feel like uh, if, if you think about love in that sense, you're just thinking too hard, really. And yeah. I, I, I do, f- I, 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 it is definitely valid to uh, maybe discuss things that way. But uh, we should just, I, this is, this is going to be my personal opinion. I feel like we should just take life for what it is. Mm. And we don't always need to be so concerned about things like this where uh, it's just love is good enough by itself and we don't really need to take it apart and look at it through a scientific lens. I feel like if we explore it emotionally like we've been doing then it can really uh, it it can just give some good insights on life in general but I feel like there's really not much of a need to skeptically look at love because it's real to us and that's what matters. Yeah. Yeah, I I really appreciate that perspective. Uh, I think it, it speaks to the fact that there are m- multiple different ways of knowing, multiple different domains of knowledge. Um, and when we think about it really deeply, science is a tool that allows us to understand um, maybe the what, you know, um, you know, fundamentally what a certain process is, what it is doing, um, and it is very good at that. But science is not necessarily a a tool for establishing values. And love, I think we can both agree, is highly value-driven. It's it's lots of different ethical decisions we have to make. It's, um, you know, an appreciation for beauty, uh, for splendor. It's deeply emotional, like you said, so... Yeah, being able to kind of appreciate the scientific as well as the humanistic aspects of love, I think it's, is crucial. Well, I think that does it for our time. There's so much more we could say, uh, but I, I don't want to take up too much of our audience's time. I, I just I'll pass it to you. Are there any any final thoughts or any any last words you want to leave our audience with? Uh, well, quite simply, I think that. Uh, like you said, there's so much, there's so much here, and there's so much we could discuss, and I think I just want to leave it up to whoever's listening to this to maybe just try and think about this in their own way, you know, Mm -hmm. and because I feel like this is a, this is a very good thing to think about, you know, just so that you can have a little more, uh, you, you can live your own life with a little more grace, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's it for me. All right. Well, looks like we're going to be signing off. Uh, We were very happy to share our thoughts with you, and we hope that you can share your thoughts, not only with yourselves, but with the people around you uh, and with the broader community. Thank you very much for your time. Take care of yourself, and have a wonderful day. Bye. Love Notes is a grant-funded program offered to teens and young adults in our community. Love Notes is supported by grant number TP1AH000-2022-1.
264 from the DHHS Office of Population Affairs. Contents are solely the responsibility of the authors and do not necessarily represent the official views of the Department of Health and Human Services or the Office of Population Affairs.